Allison Kaskowski. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey in Self-Care. I'm so glad that you are here on this Tuesday morning listening. I hope that wherever you are, you're having a fabulous day and you're doing something for yourself. So today we are continuing our month-long discussion and deep dive into um, not just holiday self-care, but what I like to call the makeup mindset. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, I would encourage you to go back and do that when you can, because I, I go into a little bit more detail about what that mindset actually looks like. And um, there's some pretty profound questions and thoughts for you to hopefully think about in terms of you clarifying what makes you put on the makeup mindset mentality um, on the days that you feel like it serves you. And the reality is, is that that mindset does not serve us. Um, and particularly this time of year when we're going, when we're running around in 10 different directions and doing this and that and the other, that we typically get to a point, if either it's at the end of the week or on a weekend day, and we feel like we have to make up for what we haven't done. And really, it's like I said last week, it really just comes from a place where we feel like we are just, we're not enough. And so as a result, the things that we do, we tend to make up. We want to make up for what we think we haven't done. So I'm really excited today. I have another guest that I'm going to let her share her story. Her name's Charlie Brown. She is a practicing nurse. She is in her um, she is finishing a graduate degree. I'll let her explain a little bit about that. And then we are going to have a little discussion about um, some of the facets around what this mindset can do to you, um, basically putting off taking care of yourself. So Charlie, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about you? Thank you, Allison. First of all, I'm super blessed to be just here with your audience and wow, this is a great privilege. Well, like she said, my name is Charlie Brown and can't make that up. My husband says I married him for his last name, but you know, so <laughs> my, um, my experience has all been in oncology, but like Allison said recently, I've been working on a graduate degree in nursing education because just have a passion for um, mostly for women and for, for men, for, for patient, my patients to be able to educate them in in some of the interesting, most of all the things that Allison teaches here on this podcast, you guys get it all for free and you don't even have to turn in your um, insurance card. So it's been really a great adventure. Um, I've, I've been having a great time doing it. Also, I'm a podcast host of a podcast where we just talk about stuff with women, which Allison pops in and gives our girls a good swift kick in the hiney sometimes <laughs> and also some, <laughs> and some mindset shifts. So Thank you. This is, this is going to be fun. I'm excited about today. Terrific. All right. Well, let's just dive right in then. So, so as far as before we get into um, some specific questions, why don't you tell everyone what you think that makeup, where that makeup mindset comes from? And if in fact you find yourself trying to do that from time to time and why? I feel like, it, it, you know, I've, I've struggled with this and feel like I'm, I have, have recognized it, which we all know is the first thing is saying, hello. Oh, my name is Charlie. I have a makeup mindset. So I have now acknowledged it and started to work on it. One of the things, interestingly enough, it started out as parenting, where I realized that I was doing it as a parent. I was doing it from a place of I had gone through a divorce and I felt like I was um, parenting out of guilt or parenting as making up. I was trying to make up for everything that um, that she wasn't getting, making up for not having her father in the house, making up for, it was constantly making up, making up, making up for something. And we just don't realize the weight that that puts on us. I just, you know, we're feeling like we're pulling hundreds of pounds behind us. 
And I just stood up one day and said, enough's enough. I, I can't make up for all of this. I'm no longer parenting out of guilt, running my life out of guilt. Um, all these decisions were just part of what happened in life and we're moving forward and I, I can't look back anymore and I'm going to move forward in abundance and not in that scarcity mentality that there's a huge hole of lack that I'm constantly, constantly trying to fill. So for me, it was just making a decision that I'm walking away from that pit that had, I had created of all the lack and, and shooting all over myself. I should do this. I should have done yeah. this. I should have done this. Yeah. I got through that and stopped it and just walked away from that pit and started moving forward. It's really hard to do that though. And in my conversations with people and, and some of my discussions with some of my clients, it's what I frequently hear is I just have so much to do. I just have so much to do. And then there's this perception. It's really not a perception. It's a, a, rea- a real truth is that, you know, time is our most precious resource. So our response to that normally is, is I just have so much to do. I have so much on me. And then there's, like you say, there's that belief starts to set in that, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get it all done. And then that in turn gets us going with the makeup mentality. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And for me, um, what worked was I just kind of do, did the whole practice of brain dumping it all out, sorting it between what was real and what was perceived in my mind that had to, had to be done. The stuff uh-huh. I could give away, the stuff that weren't really important. And then, you know, it helped me move past that thinking I had so much on my back to get done. Yeah. Well, and I think that's just, that is so typical, especially with particularly working women who are trying to balance, you know, wear so yes. all the time. It's that, that, that really is a real fear. I think every day that we aren't going to get everything done and then what is going to happen and who, what's, what are people going to think of me? And am I going to be able to continue to do all this? And it's just that constant fear rather than, and that's what, you know, when we talk about coming from that, that place of lack versus that place of what am I going to focus on today? That's going to serve me in the best way. Right. It's, it's running from plate to plate, trying to keep them all spinning. And it's not just the, instead of it being a fun, it's now, it's the fear of what's going to crash and, and uh, get it, make a mess, make a mess that now it's another thing I have to clean up. Right. And then the other thing too, is that we start and it's all, and it starts too with the words that we use. I have to go do this. I have to go yes. instead of I get to go do this. And maybe today I'll do this and I'll see what happens. It's amazing what a simple change in our language can do with our mindset. Yes. I love that. I, I, and it's something if you have people in your house or in your, in your sphere of influence, whoever's around you, your friends is keeping each other accountable to that, to not using that verbiage that I have to, I have to, I have to, and, and getting, and getting to, getting to do stuff or yeah, or deciding to. Yeah. Because it's just, it's a, it's a whole nother level of energy that you invite in when you start saying, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's almost like, you know, the fear starts to run the show. And then it's amazing when we do that, how all of that shows up in other areas in our lives, often when we're not even aware of it. And, and, and I see it mostly in, in health because of course, as women, we're the last person that we take care of. And I don't want to just say women because as men as well, because yeah. it's really, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make that stereotypical comment because it truly is. If you, 
that's just happens to be where I, my sphere of influence is in that area. However, what I do see as a nurse <clears throat> across the board is that as we're giving, giving, giving and not taking care of ourselves and we're getting behind and we are the last person. It's, it's typical this time of year. You're out yeah. buying everybody gifts and it's all about everyone else. This is the time of year when most do the least amount of self-care. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's also too, just as simple as something as seeing everyone like in your neighborhood, for example, I still don't have my Christmas tree up and I'm looking around at all of my neighbors who have all their decorations up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have to get this done. And then I I stop and I have to check myself because I'm like, I'm going to do it at a time that that serves me the best. Right. That's not really related to self-care, but that's an example of how simple it can be to shift our thoughts. It is. Well, and I think it is self-care because it's mental self-care. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and when you're mentally doing the mental self-care, it's easy. You can transition from the mind, you know, down into applying that to other areas of your body. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about you sharing this viewpoint just because I feel like there are people in, in our audience that can really relate to this. Um, and this is just, isn't about, um, your experience as a nurse, but your experience in seeing the push-pull that we see between the role strains and then the needing to try to be everything to everybody. Why don't you kind of share kind of what your viewpoint is on that? Yeah, I, I first thought we were, you know, I thought about maybe talking about a fictional person, but I think that I can just give it a general uh, idea. There's a lot of, of people out there right now that they're going out and they're spending the whole day working and most of us are in service-based businesses, whether you're in sales, whether you're in healthcare. I, mean, I think pretty much any job, you're serving someone, whether it's your, your office mate or, or a customer. You're out there giving, giving, giving. And then when you get home, you now switch a role. So you're into a new role as, as opposed to the employee that you've now poured out to all day to all these people. You come home now and you're a parent or you're, you're caring for a lot of us are at this point, maybe our kids are moving out and gone, but we still have aging parents that are coming in and we're helping taking care of them, or we're having to check on them at their house or wherever they're at. Um, we have sisters, we have spouses, we have church obligations, we have social obligations. We're trying to take care of all these things and we're going through all that. And what we, what ends up happening is now there's, we, we have all these strains because these roles mm-hmm. are straight, you know, straining with each other to who, what's the most important. And we also have conflicts that are happening. So uh-huh. we have conflicts in that we're coming in and let me just give like a parent. If you're caring for a parent, here you are, the, the child of the, you know, and now you're having to become the parent. So there's a conflict. Happening. Sometimes yeah. there's a conflict. Be honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes there's a conflict with our spouses. There could yeah. be a conflict in that we come in and now we're, we come home and nothing's done that we thought should have been done. And now we're switching from a spouse to almost like a parent role, barking orders at everyone of what we're having to do. So there's a conflict in that role itself. Uh-huh. And, and I will say that I, I can't speak for men. I can speak for women. And that is especially true is that we have so many different roles that strain against and pull against each other. And then yeah. inside each role is a conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of those, then what ends up happening is you wake up one morning and you've gained 30 pounds. You're taking three different prescription drugs you're not, you're not doing the things you love anymore that excite you. Um, you're not, especially that, that all bring, that all is part of self-care, right? You, you're not reading Absolutely. the books you used yeah. to love to book, read, you know, all those books you loved, you read before you don't have time. And that seems to be what 
for me as a nurse, I'll say that's, and, and I mean, you could say the same thing, right? When we look like, what's a symptom? A symptom is someone who's constantly saying, I don't have any time. Yeah. And, the, and that should, that's a symptom. It's like saying you use, have a fever. Yeah. And the words they use is like, that's basically the symptom, but it's indicative of something that's a little, that's deeper. And that's what we're, yes. that's what I was referring to with the coming from that space of feeling like you're not enough. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the first indicator. And if you catch yourself where you're constantly saying, I'm too busy, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. That is something it's like looking in a, a diagnosis book and yeah. seeing one of the symptoms of where you're having a, a I'm not enough mentality or there's a lack of lack or scarcity mentality. And you're you're, you're doing that makeup mentality. So yeah. all of that's combined. And that should that should be a flag where you stop for a minute and go, whoa. Okay. Yeah, but you know, but the but the interesting thing is is that we all know logically that that's what's happening. At least at least most of us do. But yet it's still such a difficult thing for us to do because we're just we feel like we're being selfish if we're trying to look after ourselves. Right. I agree with that. And and I think that it's been overused that the term about the use the oxygen mask. I mean, we all hear that all the time and to almost to the point where we don't listen because we've we've desensitized to that analogy. But I think that if we can somehow take a minute and it, it's on purpose to, t- to remind ourselves that taking care of ourselves is actually the best, most unselfish thing we can do for our family, for our jobs, for our everything. It, yes. is, the, it is the most unselfish thing we can do and reprogramming that, even if it's just writing it everywhere that, you know, it is, I am serving my family well by taking care of me. Yeah, because if we if we get hurt or get sick or get something happens, we get taken out of the game, you know, for a while or whatever, then we can't be of use to anybody, much less you know the people that we care about the most. Right, <clears throat> and we we say that, and I have friends who have <clears throat> spouses who they're caregivers for their spouses who have um, debilitating diseases, <clears throat> yeah. and reminding them constantly for self care because. You know, if their bat goes out, who's going to come in and help him? No, nope. yeah. who? And and the thought of them being a burden on someone else seems to be the motivating factor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just it's just so I just find it to be so ironic because you know I hear people say, "Well, I don't need to be doing that because that's just a luxury that I shouldn't be doing. I need to be spending my time over here." And you know, my response is always. So if something happens to you, how are you going to be able to take care of all these things over here if you don't look after yourself? Right. People really need to hear it and be reminded of it several times. I completely agree. I do a lot of uh, coaching in in an area specifically in product. Yeah. And it's interesting how that is rooted rooted in health. Yeah. And that is the thing is you don't realize how much more productive that you are if you are taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're just giving yourself a supercharge, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we hear, we hear so much about, you know, well, when our phones die, we have to, you know, heaven forbid, we can't be without our electronics, you know, and I'm (laughs) guilty of that. You know, if my phone goes dead, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to go ahead and charge it. I might miss something and I have to catch myself, you know, so it, and it takes practice. You have to just really remind yourself. I think that's the thing too, is giving, we can talk about it, but I know that you're great. You are great at even for my, for me in, in speaking the how to's speaking those, those tips, like there's not a magic easy button that you push. It is actually practice. 
It is. And telling, giving someone permission to realize this, this is something um, for me. I di- you do have to decide. I did yeah. have to get to the place where I decided and I walked away from the pit I was digging because I was uh-huh. exhausted. Uh-huh. And you just, when you decide, then you say, okay, now I'll take one little step forward. And, and you really taught me a lot about making those choices from that point forward on where I want to be. And that includes on who I want to be intentionally to my family, how yes. I want to show up. And making the choices from that place. Yes. And I think when I, when I talk like that with the people, I think it's just, it's such a difficult transition for people to make. But once they do, it's a real game changer. because when It you, is freedom. It is freedom. I mean, the truth freedom. shall set you free, sister. Because it when will you set start you free. Thinking, hey, make a decision from where you want to be. People can't, people have a really hard time doing that because we get so focused on what's in front of us now that we can right begin to see what that might look like. But, but the reality is, is that when we allow ourselves to go to that energy space, that's where it can actually be fun. And that's the, it is super fun. Oh, you forward. It is so fun. And that seems like a silly thing. But since I know when you shared that with me and I brought that home and I shared it with my daughter. Uh And so the joke between us now is when, you know, if you're picking up, picking up something that, or doing something that's not necessarily um, healthy, um, not uh-huh. a good health choice, we'll say. So what What will our uh, December 2020 self say about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, my coach has to remind me too. She has to say, what does future Allison want? What would future Allison say? And what kind of decision would that person make? And when oh, you that's good. think about it in that manner, it just, it it really allows you to put things in perspective and think, it's no wonder that so many people just struggle and they're just stuck in the same spot for months and months and months. And it, it really is a simple shift in how you think, but it, it really isn't. And your caregivers that are out there, <clears throat> your caregivers that are out there, there's, we, they get so focused and I, it is a, there is a personality in that, in that you're such a great giver. You're the one who wants to make gifts this Christmas for everyone and have a special bow and go find special little flowers to put inside the bow and which uh-huh. is so beautiful and so wonderful. And you're wanting to give all these amazing things to people, just giving you permission to say, if you step out of the, let's step back for a second and how next year could you even be better? Yeah. And give more because you feel better. Well, and I, and just, and it's, and even just in a something as simple as just imagining what it might look like and feel like, because it's almost like, you know, when we're kids, you know, we're, we get, I was listening to a podcast the other day and, you know, the, the gal who was doing it, she was talking about um, the joy of expression. And she was talking about how when kids play, there's no fear about who's going to win and who's going to lose and how well am I going to do this? And what happens if I don't get it done? They're so focused on just actually enjoying and having a good time in the moment. And that's really what we forget to do, you know? And then when we're, when we're able to do that, then we're able to really enjoy not just the moment, but then to start to enjoy what it could possibly be like that going forward, you know, and that can get us out of a spot of being stuck too. That is, that's so good. I, for me, I think when it was revealed to me that a lot of my issues were rooted in shame, I mean, I'm coming as a, you know, here I am educating others on their health and yet Uh yet I can't seem to do this for myself. I can get everything done. I'm the woman you can count on. If you want something done, you're going to call Charlie. I'm the one who does all the things and that, but I don't do this for myself. 
there was a shame that was rooted behind that, that Mm -hmm. I always let myself down. Yeah. And that shame can really be like, I mean, and you mentioned like, you know, waking up and realizing how much weight you gained or whatever. And I really think there's a weight associated with that shame and that can actually hold you back. And sometimes you're not even aware of it. You're just, we just kind of go on autopilot and we're just not aware of it. Um, You know, we think if we don't, if we stop and actually check ourselves, then that's time that's actually lost. I mean, that's part of the culture that we live in too. That is truth. That is a lot of lost time, a lot of lost time and shame. And I think it was really, for me, it was eye-opening and not as, oh, this is a weakness or such a bad, it was such a bad stigma behind that, but it was just the shame how I had dragged that onto me. And I think my future self, when I'm 80 and I'm I'm sitting in my rocking chair and sipping on my little drink on my porch, Mm -hmm. I don't want to look back and say, I spent my whole life um, feeling that I let myself down because I didn't take care of me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just, that, you know, when, when the, when the time comes and none of us know when our last trip around the sun is going to be. And so, you know, when the time comes, I never, ever for one minute want to think that there was, there was something that I should have said that I should have done. And that's why I talk, you know, we talk in this space so much about how important it is to be intentional about what you do. You know, you can say on one hand what you want, but really it's the actions that you put behind it that really makes the biggest difference. Setting my intentions. That was again, another lesson that you have taught me about intentional, being intentional and setting the intention, not just being intentional, but setting the intention and what my intention is and my intentions, it really makes a huge difference because if I set the goal, if when I was using the word goals for myself all the time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I let myself down all the time and I don't ma- meet my goals for me as far as my, my health, I yeah. don't, my self care. So if you say, change it and say, when you use the word set my intention, my intention is set for today right. that I am going to be a world-class mother friend. Um, I'm going to be a, I'm, and to do that. Now, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to be a world-class fill in the blank? Yeah. Well, I'm going to need to go for a walk and I'm going to need to make good energy choices today yeah. and drink lots of water. And not because I have to, because I get to, because I yes. want to be world-class because my intention is set. Yeah. And it's, and it's also too about making decisions from the place that you want to be. You can still do that and still be intentional. And I yes. think people think, well, if I make a decision based on where I want to be next year, then they forget about all the little things in between. And that's really where the fun is because the fun comes in the, in the, in the process itself. And that's where you learn. And if you allow yourself that opportunity by simply just saying yes to yourself, then, you know, there are all kinds of things that will be put in front of you that never would be put in front of you if you didn't take the time to give yourself permission. And for so many people, that's just so hard to do. Well, and and here's another thing is if if you are thinking that, um, oh my goodness, um, I don't have time to do this. I have too many people I need to take care of. You should see my to-do list, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Well, what's interesting and what's changed is because I've decided and I'm doing things to take care of myself, my family is joining me. So now what happens when you make that decision and you start walking that out and your family sees you walking that out or your friends see you walking that out. They want to join the journey with you. So it, so it actually is doing the opposite of what you were afraid it was going to do. It actually is you 
helping everyone else by being an example. And you have more fun things to do. My friends, instead of just going and eating a piece of cake and going to Starbucks, we'll go for a walk together and we get to do their new things are happening and you're actually shifting and being a change maker and you're actually being all the things you want to be in a Mm -hmm. positive way. Yes. And sometimes people need to see that you actually believe it yourself. Yes. See how it's showing the things that start showing up for you. It inspires them to want to make a change for themselves. And in my industry, I hear the word inspiration confused a lot with motivation. I, you know, Mm. to me and say, I just need motivation. I need motivation. And to me, motivation means that you're looking to someone else to do it for you, at least to a degree. And, you know, we all need motivation from time to time. I'm not saying that we don't, but I think what people really want to see is that you put things behind what you say and you demonstrate how it works for you and how it serves you. That's the exam. That's what inspires them to want to do whatever it needs to be for them. I agree. And I think that goes, turns all the way back around to that, that mentality of for the scarcity and lack mentality is without. And when you do that, don't think about how, don't let it be one more thing that you let yourself down. Yeah. Just focus on the small little things that you didn't let yourself down. And then as you do that, you, you, today it might be one thing. You drink one extra glass of water. Mm -hmm. Uh, You went for a walk and then tomorrow you might do two things. Instead of looking this big plan I'm going to take on for January, instead, I'm going to do a small thing today and I'm going to celebrate it. Yay me. And what happens is people around you get inspired by that. And then you then start to reinforce that thing inside of you that no longer are you a person that lets yourself down. No longer are you a person that puts yourself last. You are an inspiration to others and you're a change maker. Yeah. Well, and people, people want to be led. I mean, people, I think, want to be led. They want to be inspired and positive people want to be around positive people. Yes. You know, it's, it, it's, I think I, my heart just feels so bad when I, when I talk with people and I see that, you know, it's evident that they want to do something. They're not sure what that is and they don't have the support behind them that they need, you know? And so, um, you know, I feel even more determined in my role and you too, in your role that, you know, it really is, it does come down to the simple things that we do every day because you don't know when you're going to make a difference for somebody else. No. You have to be mm-hmm. so intentional with your own life. You no. Know? And I, I live by things are more, things are caught than taught. Things yes. are watch, watch you and, and what you're doing and they catch it. Your children, especially in your family, they catch what you're doing. Um, the things you teach, meh, they'll, they do get in there, but the things they watch you do, boy, those things are, are life changing. Well, and I guess that's why they say actions speak louder than words, right? Yes. Yeah. Cause we can talk all day long about what we need to do, you know, and, that, and it's, and don't get me wrong. It's not that it's not okay to talk about it. We have to talk about it, but you know, at some point the buck stops with us too. Yes. And we just, it really is a simple, sometimes it's just saying yes to ourselves. So, so why don't you tell my audience about your podcast and where people can find you? Well, I have, a, my podcast is super fun. Just, we really started it out for women over 50, but now it's broad, broadened out to just women uh-huh. and it's called the for real life. And I love we just that. have, we just talk about real things. I mean, we go from everything from health issues to relationship issues. We have some of the greatest 
um, guests on there talking about their areas of expertise. Uh, that's how we met Allison, which has been life changing for me. You can hear us. We're on every every aspect, any platform you want to listen to a podcast on the for real life. It's or, awesome. Um, I love I love your podcast. I yeah, and you can find the same darling on Instagram and Facebook. It's under the for real life. And so uh-huh. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a good we have a good time. I promise you'll laugh. Um, <laughs> I promise that for sure that you were for sure laugh every once in a while we might make you cry, but we for sure will make you laugh. That's true. So is there is there any other place where people can find you? Um, on Instagram, you can find us same thing as the for real life. I'm also under nurse at nurse Charlie. You can uh-huh. find me there and that's where you're going to see me talking more about some things that are related. Um, and that's in all aspects of your health, time, health, and, um, physically, mentally, spiritually, you're going to see all me there at, at Charlie at nurse Charlie. And then on Facebook would just be under Charlie Brown. Yeah. Just like the character. I just love just that an Charlie I. Brown. <laughs> Just a nice H-R-L-I. So is there anything else you want to share with my audience before we sign off? I just want to just wish them all to have, take this time, especially during this season, to give themselves the gift of health. Give themselves the gifts of choosing them so that they can be a, a gift to the world. Yes, because we all have gifts to share, every single last one of us, you know, and and if you start thinking, well, I don't have anything, you're just operating from that scarcity mindset that we were just talking about. So right. it's, that's when you need to make the shift and say, well, what can I do for myself today that's different? And the whole energy around that is different. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you, that we were able to work this out and you were able to come on today. I always like talking to you. It's always fun. I had a blast. Thanks so much for having me. Not a problem. So for those of you out there, um, you can, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, please feel free to head over to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U fitness.com. Feel free to drop me a note there. And also if you are not yet a member of my Facebook community, living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care, please head over and join us there. Charlie's in that community as well. Um, and we talk weekly about all kinds of topics around fitness and self-care and all our retreats that we're going to be doing next year and all kinds of fun stuff because taking care of yourself does not have to be a chore. It can actually be fun. So with that, I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Allison Katzkowski on the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.